0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.
1: Now, the North Korean leader Kim Jong Un's sister, uh, her name is Kim Yo Jong, she's widely referred to as the most dangerous and powerful woman in the world. Now, she's emerged as a pivotal player in North Korea's political landscape. And to tell us why, we're joined by John Everard, former British ambassador to North Korea. Uh, John, good morning. Good morning. Now, tell me about uh, this woman. Uh, I mean, they're siblings, obviously. What's the age difference between them? And uh, where do they fit in the family?
0: Okay. Uh, Age difference? Nobody's entirely sure, because nobody really knows quite how old Kim Jong-un is, let alone quite how old Kim Yo jong is. But we think two or three years. so you know, she is you know, comparable age to, to, to him. Where do they fit in the family? Uh, we know that there is another sister out there somewhere, and there is also a, a brother to, to the two of them uh, who was passed over in the leadership succession by their father, by Kim Jong Il, for reasons that had never been fully explained. Uh, perhaps uh, Kim Jong Il just didn't think he was suitable for the leadership. Mm-hmm. So we've actually ended up then uh, with Kim, Kim Jong Un and Kim Yo Jong in the limelight.
1: Now, uh, she was described as her father's little princess, and she had pride of place at the the dinner table with him, uh, always by his side where it was uh, appropriate. And uh, she that's how she was regarded. But she has emerged as a much more powerful political figure and a, a foul-mouthed one at that.
0: Yes, indeed. One of the great surprises uh, in recent North Korean events is that she has been allowed to send out statements over her own name. Uh, Now, In formal terms, she's not that senior. She's a deputy director in one of the party's departments. Uh, She's not formally part of the senior leadership, though, of course, the fact that she is Kim Jong-un's sister uh, tends to to give her a certain prestige. It would be very unusual for somebody of that rank to get hold of a microphone, so to speak, to be able to put our statements. But she does, and she does so with complete disregard for the normal ways in which north korea expresses itself north korea is usually very careful it picks words it has set meanings to set phrases and if you know that the language you can decipher that- very accurately exactly what the North Koreans are trying to tell you. Kim Yo-jong doesn't do that. She just rants and often uh, intersperses her rant with some very, very violent swear words. I mean, the kind of things that a good North Korean mother uh, would shut their children's ears to. Uh, So all a bit of a mystery and a big change from previous practice.
1: Now, she was also the first in the uh, North Korean hierarchy to visit South Korea at the time of the Winter Olympics.
0: Yes, she was. Uh, Which of course grew a lot of attention. At the time, uh, people assumed that this was the Kim regime, the Kim. Plan, if you like, uh, signalling a warming of relations with South Korea. They didn't want to send Kim himself. That would have, you um, sending your leader uh, into a country with which you are still remember technically at war uh, might have been regarded as a step too far. But sending his sister was regarded as a very hopeful sign. Since then, of course, everything has come unstuck and the two Koreas are hardly talking to each other anymore.
1: No. And yet the team at the Winter Olympics was a unified team.
0: Yes, that's right. Uh, the the two Koreas from time to time managed, uh, so to speak, to get their act together and to compete in international events just as Korea under a kind of a unified Korea flag. Uh, usually it's uh, the Korean Peninsula uh, picked out in blue against a white background. Uh, the Winter Olympics weren't the first time they did that. Uh, I think they were the third I'd have to check the files Uh, but of course that all again seems like ancient history and uh, the two Koreas have gone back to competing individually in sporting events since.
1: Yeah and uh, I mean shades of Ireland in in rugby and hockey and uh, other sports uh, where there's a unified uh, Ireland team north and south. Um, Now her political power it seems that she faced down the South Korean government on a couple of issues.
0: Yes, well, face them down, sort of let loose and swore at them uh, in, 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 in ways which uh, would be appalling in a Western society, and in an intrinsically polite and conservative society like Korea would have really shocked people. Uh, her political power, this is another of the great mysteries. As I say, her formal rank is quite lowly, but she clearly has a lot of power. So one of two things is happening. Either she is establishing a kind of rival power center to Kim Jong un, a bit of serious sibling rivalry going on, or the two of them are playing good cop, bad cop. Kim Jong un, when he speaks in public, is always very careful, meticulous about absorbing all the usual uh, conver- um, uh, con- conventions of North Korean expression. And he is very rarely um, overtly rude to either the South. Or the United States. Critical, yes, but not rude. Kim Yo-jong, on the other hand, as I've said, does let's loose. And it could be that what they're trying to do is to say, you think that Kim Jong-un is bad, look who might replace him.
1: Now, these are people who, um, we see them as being isolated uh, behind uh, whatever kind of barrier they have erected for themselves in the the northern part of the Korean peninsula, you know, taking the slow train uh, to meet Putin and all that kind of thing, but out of touch with much of the real world. Uh, Both himself and his sister were educated abroad. They know what the world is like.
0: Well, yes, up to a point. Certainly, they're educated abroad, both of them. But uh, quite how much of foreign culture uh, the two of them absorbed is a little unclear. Uh, Kim Jong-un, of course, developed a great love of basketball. Remember, he he had Dennis Rodman, uh, the basketball Mm. player, come to visit him in in Pyongyang. Um, And they both apparently uh, really enjoy Western food and Western wine. Uh, Other... Western ideas uh, don't really seem to have taken hold, do they? Uh, It's worth noting in passing that the Swiss school uh, where Kim Jong-un went is also the school to which a lot of the Arab dictators sent their children. So not exactly a cradle of democracy. Mm.
1: Um, The succession then, and we don't know exactly how old Kim Jong-un is or in what kind of health he's in. I mean, he was very portly, um, it sure. seems to have slimmed down a bit in in, in recent times, uh, but the succession, I mean, the sister might be seen as some sort of heir apparent, but recently, uh, Kim Jong-un has taken his own daughter with him to indicate, uh, you know, at state occasions and the launching of the Hwasong rocket, uh, to indicate, if there's going to be a female leader, ain't going to be my sister, it's going to be my daughter.
0: Yes, that's right. Let's talk first about Kim Jong-un's health. As you say, there was a lot of speculation not very long ago uh, that he had real problems. He was he was seriously overweight. And the North Korean media stopped showing video of him, only stills, which is typically what they do if they don't want you to see that the person involved has trouble walking. But it looks as if he might have put that behind him. Uh, two big changes. Firstly, when he went to Russia, uh, the North Korean media continued to show still, but of course they couldn't control the Russian media. The Russian media were showing video of Kim Jong-un walking, and it looks like he walks entirely normally. I mean, he wasn't showing any signs of labouring, stress or panting or anything, uh, walking around the various factories and shaking Putin's hand. Another big change is that up until what, a year ago, eighteen months ago, uh, when Kim Jong Un appeared in public, you, you would always see an ashtray sitting on his desk in front of him. That ashtray has now disappeared. He might actually have kicked his smoking habit, which of course would mm. do a lot for his health. But let's come. Sorry, you asked me also about succession, didn't you? Uh, yes, uh, nobody is really sure what to make of this. I mean, having a ten-year-old daughter uh, come out uh, is bizarre in any culture and completely bizarre in North Korea. The best guess is that Kim Jong-un is using her as a kind of placeholder. He's saying, as you remarked earlier, that if there's going to be a succession, it's done my children, not through my sister. It's noticeable, too, that it's very rare for Kim Yo-jong and Kim jo his daughter, to appear in the same photograph, suggesting that there might be a bit of tension between them.
1: All right. And and finally, that deal that was supposed to be cut between the Russians and the North Koreans in terms of supplying arms in exchange for maybe technology, uh, certainly energy, um, it, it, it was expected to be done more or less on the day. It hasn't happened
0: Well, we simply don't know. Uh, It hasn't been published, but then we wouldn't expect it to be. And the Russians have been very careful about what they have said. Uh, They have indicated that they are prepared to help uh, Kim Jong Un with his satellites. Remember, he's had a couple of failed satellite launches recently, so there's something to be fixed there. It's a rating certainty uh, that they will supply him with oil, uh, gas, and grain, all of which he needs desperately. But the big problem is, of course, what they get in return. These shells, the munitions that Russia so desperately needs in Ukraine, fine, but we don't actually know how many of these North Korea has. And it's very likely that they're in poor condition. Uh, a lot of North Korea munitions are simply duds because they do so clean their fuses when they're in storage, so they, they fail to explode. The Russians know this, so they're not going to be too generous. And I'm left with the feeling that there may be less to this visit than meets the eye. <laughs>
1: John Everard, former British ambassador to North Korea. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.